Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on the Dare to Care with Michelle show, the show where we talk about not just how to care, but why to care. I'm your host, Michelle Wyman, and I've been a nurse for 30 years. I've always wanted to share the things that I've witnessed, the miracles that I've been a part of, but Dare to Care is so much more than one nurse's story. Dare to Care is a movement. Dare to Care is about stories from all over the world of people who show up not just to fill a role, but to follow their calling. It's about people who dare to care. And why do they care? Because caring is cool. Patty Bain is a registered respiratory therapist and neonatal pediatric specialist. She is also a senior trainer for Yoga Fit, which is a yoga school for yoga instructors where she teaches across the country and internationally. Patty is a mother of three beautiful girls, has three amazing grandchildren. She was recently the director of cardiopulmonary services at a local hospital here in Las Vegas. She has over 38 years in the medical world. She has also been a fitness instructor and a yoga teacher for over 20 years. She's originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, where she worked at Cincinnati Children's Hospital and then came to Las Vegas via Brooklyn, New York, where she worked at NYU. Patty has been trained in trauma-informed yoga and meditation as well as therapeutic yoga techniques. Unfortunately, she is also intimately involved with autoimmune disease. She has a daughter and grandson with Crohn's and she herself has colitis. And there've also been history of asthma, eczema, rheumatoid arthritis, thyroid disease, specifically Hashimoto's and psoriasis. She is currently on a mission to help others on their health and wellness journey via New Skin Scout and Heller a health and wellness advocate, and a yoga fit master trainer. Please, everyone, welcome to Dare to Care with Michelle Patty Bain. And everybody, please welcome my very good friend, Patty Bain, to Dare to Care with Michelle. Hi, Patty. Hi. (laughs) It's so good to see you. It's been a... Well, it's only been a week or two, but that's okay. They don't all <laughs> well, know that. <laughs> well, it's it was before that that before I that seen it was for a forever. While, so. it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Patty, tell me, why did you get into healthcare? Well, uh, my mother was a nurse, and um, and when I was growing up, my dad's family all smoked. So I grew up seeing my grandmother. Um, you know, developed COPD and she would do her breathing treatments in her kitchen. And eventually she was tethered to a 25 foot long nasal cannula with oxygen. Um, and so I, um, I considered nursing at one point, but um, my aversion to other bodily fluids kept me from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, I actually started out in college, um, going to the College for Design, Art and Architecture in Cincinnati, where That's I grew awesome. up. And, um, and so I kind of got disillusioned when they were like, well, you're going to have to go out of town and do these, um, internships. And I was like, I had never lived anywhere else. 
And so I decided maybe this wasn't the thing for me. And so believe it or not, I got into respiratory because a friend of my mom's um, was director at the department in the hospital where she worked. And he let me kind of tag along. And I liked the fact that they got to go all over the hospital. Um, They weren't confined to just a few patients and they had all the coolest machines. (laughs) So all the cool cool power toys and stuff. And so I am. So believe it or not, respiratory started out as kind of my backup plan. And lo and behold, (laughs) 38 years later, um, here I am. And uh, just recently left my position. um, And uh, after the last few years, it was, I needed a break. (laughs) Yeah, the last few years uh, for nursing and for respiratory, you guys got like, in in the past, in, in, in my world, which is nursing, respiratory therapists were kind of in the in the shadows they were in the background and you guys got like flung bam into the (laughs) into like the the heart of everything everybody needed respiratory at all times Mm -hmm. and uh, that was that had to have been tough did you did you lose many respiratory therapists during that just um, well, it's it's funny because it, you know the way you described it. That's exactly right. When I would tell people what I did, they're like, "Oh, that's like a nurse." I'm like, "Yeah, kind of, but not." Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So these last few years, um, we it it took its toll. I think um, initially, you know, everybody was at least that first year. It was we're going to go all out, do everything we can, and um, and so I, I think. We, we fared pretty well, at least I did. Um, you know, I have a great group of people that I worked with and, um, and they were a great team. And as things kind of carried on though, I started to lose people, not from the profession per se, but more to traveling, right? So that right. became a big thing for both nurses and for therapists. Um, and so I started losing people to traveling agencies, which listen, if you're getting paid three or four times what you normally make here, go for it. You know, I really couldn't blame them. Plus, you know, I had a couple of them who they were a little hesitant and, you know, they hadn't worked anywhere outside of Las Vegas. And I thought, man, having been, you know, in Ohio, then to New York and now out here, I was like, you need to go do this. If for no other reason, for just the life experience and for the professional experience. So, um, so I did start to lose people in that respect. Um, And, and actually, at the end of the day, you know, I just uh, recently left in January and we really didn't lose a lot to the, from the profession. Um, You know, there were people that just retired early and things like that, but, but nothing, um, you know, a few burnouts, actually, it started to get worse. I should say, I should say that, you know, to be honest, this last year, they were like, if this happens again, if there's another surge, I'm surging right out of here. So yeah, I did start to see that. It was really difficult in nur- with nurses because we you you would like you said you you would get, we would get these waves you know mm-hmm. um, where all of a sudden here it comes again it would just be starting to slow down and here it comes again mm-hmm. uh, but we lost we did we lost a lot of nurses to the resi- great resignation uh, mm-hmm. a lot of nurses who just are doing different things or got out of the profession completely or are doing things, side things like doing podcasts and stuff like that. Right. We, right. we lost an awful lot. What would be your, I liked your recommendation of uh, telling people you got to get out of here just 
to get the life experience. What is your what is your recommendation if somebody says, I think I want to be a respiratory therapist and don't say don't do it because that's not nice. <laughs> no, 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 of course not. I mean, trust me, I still love what we do. Um, and up until January, I was in there every single day, um, you know, and I can tell you when that the whole pandemic pandemonium hit, um, I was there every single day for those first eight to 10 months. And so, you know, it requires dedication and, you know, it, you really have to love people, be compassionate, really have a desire to help people. Um, you know, I, sometimes I joke and I say, well, healthcare isn't really healthcare. We're more, you know, damage control. Sorry, guys, I've got five dogs and Patty is my very good friend who is understanding of things like this. Patty, would you please continue what you were saying? Sure. Um, I just would recommend anybody who's interested in going into the medical world in general, but respiratory therapy um, is, you know, we work very closely with people um, through all walks of life from neonates all the way through adults, uh, trauma, burn, um, you name it. So uh, you really have to have a passion for this and it's not just a paycheck. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, there's something to be said to be empathetic versus sympathetic. So you have to be able to relate to your patients, to the people you take care of. Um, and it's not just a paycheck. So you have to be able to uh, walk away at the end of the day, knowing that you've done well. And, and I was saying that, you know, oftentimes we refer to it as our healthcare system. And this is a whole other discussion, but Oftentimes I refer to it as damage control because it's really about, you know, we really need to get to the heart of the problem before they reach the doors of the ER. <laughs> so, but you, again, you really have to have a passion for that. Yeah. You and I are, you, we've been, we've been friends for a long time now. Um, and mm -hmm. we've got a lot to talk about. And so one of the things that we will yeah. talk about on future episode is going to be things like damage control and about, just the healthcare system in general. There's a lot of different mm -hmm. things and about life in general because we we're the same age and we go through we're going through life pretty much on on a, a even path on a parallel path. Correct, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I, so what is uh what is next for for my friend Patty now that she's not in the hospital anymore? Um well, you know, because as I said, I do love what I do and what I've done. Um and so I'm going to continue that just in a different uh way, a different direction. So, uh, you know, in addition to being a respiratory therapist, about well, I should back up. Even when I was a kid, I'm going to date myself a little bit. My mom and my aunts and my grandmother were all hippies. So, I used to do yoga with them when I was a kid. Nice. And then so, and then when I, and I was very much into sports when I was a teenager, so I used, yoga was a great kind of complimentary. Um, Go ahead. Um, so anyway, I, um, uh, so I used to practice when I was a kid and then as a teenager, but when I had my kids, I, um, it was a great way for me to get back in shape. Um, I used to push myself pretty hard when I was much younger and Unfortunately, I did not take care of myself in a way that was um, conducive to healing. So I have lots of knee issues. I, um, you know, things like that where I, I used to play soccer and I skied and I did triathlons and all these fun things. Well, then I got into um, to yoga. Let's see, when my youngest, when we moved out here, as a matter of fact, and um, I was going to every class. And so I became a yoga instructor because they asked me if I wanted to sub since I was there all the time. 
And uh, so that's when I got into um, teaching fitness and specifically yoga. And so now I've, I've kind of, I've moved away from that in the last few years just because of all the craziness. And I realized in order to maintain my sanity, I need to get back to it. So, so I've started back with my practice and um, I'm also a, a instructor for instructors. So I, uh, I'm a trainer with Yoga Fit. So I'm getting back into that as well. Um, and then I'm combining my other passions. So because, you know, I kid about my family being the poster children for autoimmune diseases because we have eczema and psoriasis and, you know, all kinds of skin conditions as well as other, um, you know, Crohn's, colitis, all these fun things. And um, so one of my issues is I, I have always, you know, I'm on this path of trying to find products that are healthy. Um, you know, we've talked about this, you know, I'm sitting here eating my, or I'm sorry, drinking my uh, probiotic drink. And, you know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very much focused on what is going to keep me healthy. You know, right. what's going to keep me on this side of the hospital bed, right? right. So we used to say that too, that I, what's going to keep me from walking in the ER. So I'm very much into health and wellness and being an advocate for those people as well that don't maybe have the understanding or the education or even understanding which direction to take. So, so that's kind of uh, similar to what you're doing, I think, right. you know, where you're bringing that awareness to people and, and helping people find their path. So, yeah, part of the purpose of Dare to Care is to get our message out there of one, you know, one of our, my goals is to get to people who are lay people, the regular, not not just hospital mm -hmm. personnel, but to get to lay right. people and get them to hear how to do things and how to take care of themselves. And that's one of the things that we'll talk about in future episodes. And, you know, we'll talk yeah. more, more in depth. You know, I know that you've got, uh, besides having your, your degrees, which you have multiple of, you also have your side hustles going, you've got new skin, yeah. you've got scout and seller, and then you've got yoga, right. but you've got a lot of, of neat things going on just to, to, yeah. and, and they all go together. They're all mm -hmm. about health and wellness and, and taking, taking better care of yourself. Just like I have juice plus, which is also another one that right. is just about health and wellness. And then I also have the uh, paw tree, which is dog food, which is organic dog food that oh. I feed my dogs. And, nice. and then like Lily has, I call them her old lady treats, but she has uh, <laughs> treats that are made that have the, the ginkgo biloba and stuff like that oh, to, sure. to keep her joints all loose. And if she misses like three or four days of those, she starts limping. Oh, you wow. Know? So it's, it's pretty, uh, you and like I said, we're, we're really on very parallel paths. And I think mm -hmm. that, uh, it, it's a it's so much fun to have a friend who you can just turn to and and talk about stuff like that uh tell me tell me more about uh what what you do what new skin is and tell me more about scout sure. seller i do i do want to hear a little bit about both of those absolutely so um so as i said you know with having autoimmune issues in my family. My daughter has asthma and along with that is eczema. Eczema oftentimes is referred to as the skin's way of manifesting asthma. Um, and then uh, I've, I was diagnosed with colitis. My daughter, uh, my other daughter was uh, diagnosed with Crohn's about 11 years ago. And then unfortunately my grandson, poor little guy was diagnosed about six months ago with Crohn's. And so needless to say, it has been a journey for us to determine 
what is going to be the way to navigate through our diet, since that oftentimes is what affects our gut and all of those are gut issues. And so, um, so, you know, they've tested all of us for, for celiac, you know, gluten intolerance, that type of thing. None of it showed up, but in our research and in our journey, we found that it isn't necessarily gluten that can cause the problem. What happens is it's the, um, the uh, pesticides, the glyphosate that they use on grains to now, not only does it kill pesticides, but it also kills your microbiome, you know, that gut bacteria, which is good. And, um, and so we found that if we avoid those things with gluten, um, because oftentimes it's the gluten that holds onto that glyphosate, um, and that's where we have the problem. So we've, we've removed gluten pretty much entirely from our diet. Um, and then along with that, it's how do you regain that, that good gut bacteria? So that kind of brought me, well, along with the skin issues that I have along with that, because it manifests with skin lesions as well. So I kind of stumbled across new biome, um, through new skin and it's just a probiotic drink mix that has been great. And it actually keeps my gut issues intact. Um, but it helps to grow back that good bacteria. So, um, and then they also have skin products that, because I do have a lot of skin allergies and sensitivities, um, that was another caveat to me using them is it has to be able, I have to be able to use it and not have to worry about breaking out or having other issues. So that's kind of how I got into um, new skin. And it was just a fluke thing through one of my respiratory therapy friends and one of her friends, who's also a respiratory therapist in Colorado. We just kind of, she was on Facebook and I was like, Hey, I want to try this. And it's ever since then, it's been um, a lot of fun. In relation to the skin stuff, uh, I was the same way. Cause I did try new, new skin before I knew that you had it. Another friend of mine was oh. selling it as well. And okay. I, I said the exact same thing to her. I'm like, I, I break out really bad because if, yeah. if I have a product that has certain ingredients in it, I, my skin breaks out, you know, yeah. and it, so it was the same thing. And I used it and, and it did, uh, it did, it, it didn't break me out, which, you know, was amazing for me. Cause I'm <laughs> right. like, I'm very specific on, I use very few chemicals on my skin because of that. Uh, right. Now tell, tell us a little bit about Scout and Cellar. That's an well, exciting one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as you can see behind me, I have some of my, uh, my wine collection. Um, I've just, you know, I, I don't really drink hard liquor. I've, um, I've always just really enjoyed red wine. Um, and, uh, and so, well, I like red and white. I shouldn't put it that way. I like all wines. Um, and I kind of now 20 years ago, or actually 30 years ago, I had no clue. Um, and so, uh, then I had the opportunity to go to Napa, go do some wine tastings and really develop my palate. And so I realized this, you know, I was, I used to be a beer drinker when I was younger and again, it started to bother my gut. And so I was like, I need to find you know, I, I like to enjoy, you know, a glass of beer or a glass of wine or something, but I need to find something that's going to be a healthy, healthier for me anyway, for my gut. Um, so a few years ago, I was at one of our yoga conferences in Florida. And one of the participants who is a friend of um, the president of the company, who is also a friend of mine, she was like, hey, I've got this wine. And it's really cool because it doesn't, they are very big on minimal packaging, uh, being environmentally conscious, not using pesticides or any added chemicals to their wines. They don't add extra sugar and 
Um, so they're really, again, focused on the healthy aspect of wine and winemaking. And so it intrigued me and I, I bought some from her and I've ever since then, I've just started, um, you know, that's kind of my wine club, if you will. But um, recently when I, when I stopped working at the hospital and she and I keep in touch all the time and she was like, Hey, if you're interested, what do you want to, you know, maybe see about being a, a, a consultant for them? And I was Sure. So that kind of, I stumbled into that as well. But again, it's because it's, you know, something that it agrees with my system. Um, I like the focus on being environmentally conscious as well as healthy and healthier for us. You know, anything we put in our bodies, just like you and I have talked about, you know, it manifests either, either as a good thing or maybe not so good thing. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's it. I just think it's all, I, I love the congruency of all of it. You know, you said that your mom, your parents were hippies, but it's like, yeah. it, it sounds like you're heading, you're, you're, you're a, a modern day hippie yourself. huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because my, my kids um, often refer to me, to their friends as, you know, my mom's the hippie mom. <laughs> so <laughs> I just think that's kind of funny, <laughs> but yeah, I guess in a way it's true. That's, that's funny. Yeah. At work, they, they call me just, uh, Michelle's just all peace, love and harmony. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've kind of, yeah, they've, I've been accused of being the silver lining girl as I've been called. <laughs> oh, I love hey. it. I love it. That's so yeah. much fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. So tell me, uh, tell me a little bit more about, let's see, what do I want to ask you about real quick? Uh, what does, just let's talk about what the word dare means to you. Um, well, I, I, I think it means, um, to take a chance to, uh, be bold and not be afraid. Um, you know, and, and I guess I, when I think of that now, it's funny cause I also kid with my friends that, you know, I tell them I've reached the point in my life where I will say what's on my mind. I'm, I'm honest. And, uh, I, I used to worry about what people thought. You know, when I was younger and, and I look at my mom and my grandmother and they would say things and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just said that. Now I've reached that age where it's like, I don't really care what other people think. Um, I'm mindful. I'm not going to hurt somebody's feelings. I'm not going to be mean spirited, but, but I'm going to be honest and, and upfront. And so for me, that's kind of daring because a lot of people really worry about what other people think. Right. And uh, what, is, what does the word care mean to you? care. Uh, it's kind of who I am, you know? Um, I, and, and I, again, I, I ascribe this to my parents, you know, they, they were both very hard workers. Um, they, and they loved what they did and they did what they loved. And so I, um, I kind of take that same stance in life. So no matter what I do, I do it with compassion and caring and passion as well. So so, so for you, dare to care would be just being unapologetically patty. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And, and, you know, I, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Uh, you know, I have a big heart and, um, you know, I, uh, I, I think, you know, it's our job in life to not only raise our children in a way that, that is, you know, has that same perspective, but, you know, you care for yourself, but you also care for others and we're there to support and lift each other up. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. I, if this is, 
a, such a fun, I, I, it's just the conversation I was hoping for is, is exactly what, what I'm getting. So hopefully, uh, yeah. it's, hopefully it's what you were hoping for too. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're like-minded, like you said. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You said you mentioned earlier that when you were growing up, that your your grandma was just kind of tethered to the oxygen, and how that made a, a change, how that made an impact in your life. And is that so? At that point, you hadn't decided to go into respiratory therapy. You were just correct, but I, you know, I think it was kind of it's one of those things that you know seeing that growing up, seeing, you know, my dad's family, um, you know, all of them developed lung cancer. However, lung cancer wasn't killed, what killed them. Lung cancer did not cause them to die. Um, it was all the other stuff that goes along with that. Um, you know, having, um, you know, sepsis and having, um, and then my aunt, instead of lung, well, her lung cancer progressed to breast cancer. Um, and, uh, my grandmother succumbed to sepsis. My father, um, had lung cancer. He was actually a survivor after six years, but unfortunately um, developed dementia. And that last couple of years um, of deterioration was really difficult. This was like the man, the smartest guy I knew. And then for him, you know, to have those moments where I could see he would look at me and my sisters and not sure who we were. And it was just heartbreaking to see, but it was all those other um sequelae you know that went along with that that really is what they succumb to yeah it's it's interesting mate when I was growing up my dad's family uh my dad had a lot of brothers and sisters and mm -hmm. over the years he's he's the only one left now and oh, he wow. wasn't he wasn't the youngest his younger brothers both have passed but they oh. were all they were all heavy smokers and and did not take care of their bodies and yeah. my dad quit smoking well, about 31, 32 years ago, he quit smoking oh, and good. he quit. What happened was my younger son was born with a heart defect. Mm. And when he would get around anyone who was, had on heavy perfume, who was smoking, yeah. he couldn't, he couldn't go around them. So mm. if, if his grandpa wanted to come over more then he had, he couldn't have that odor that he couldn't smell like smoke sure, sure. and he, he quit smoking and you know when then when I had my daughter I said well what are you giving up now dad you know it's like right. he'd already given stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> right but well you and know, you know you I'm we're sorry, very I'm very blessed I'm very blessed that he was able to you know, and he takes great care of himself he walks five miles That's a day great. on and wow. he he recently broke his hip because he was trying he was walking around his wow. basement he lives in St. Louis. It's cold there. Uh, but he walks <laughs> care of himself. He's in the shape of his life at 76 years old. It's amazing. That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. I mean, despite the fact that my dad and his family all smoked and, and that was really kind of what pushed me to respiratory um, more than nursing and was, you know, amazingly, they all lived to be, let's see, my dad was 80 when he passed um, in 19. So, you know, surprisingly, despite all of that, you know, they did, I mean, for him, you know, when I used to go to do triathlons and work out and he was like, what are you doing? But understand that that generation, they didn't work out. Their work was their hard work, you know, was their workout. And uh, so he was the same way. And, and so he didn't really take care of himself, um, you know, drank too much, smoked too much, smoked when he started at, let's see, nine. And then he did, well, he quit many times, <laughs> but it wasn't until he passed away that he had that. 
obviously stopped smoking, but, um, but, you know, that was really what pushed me into to respiratory. And, but what I also realized too, as I said, that, you know, um, it was more damage control because unfortunately when we see them in the hospital, the damage has been done oftentimes. Right. However, like, you know, for your, like, for example, your dad, you know, having quit that many years ago, man, you can get so much back. And now that he walks all those miles every day, I think that's commendable. And that's something that I really want to focus on is getting people before they get to the ER, finding those ways to, to teach and educate, you know, everybody, not just us, but everybody. Um, what can you do to prevent that? That, you know, um, your diet, your lifestyle, your extra, everything really yeah. contributes. Yeah. So. Yeah. And what do you say to the younger generation right now? And I guess it's not just the younger generation who have decided that they don't smoke because they use the vape. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. How long do we have? Um, so, so, you know, the, here's the thing. And I did a whole lecture on this a couple of years ago, um, specifically uh, at the children's hospital, because they were talking about how this has become such a huge problem with our young people. And, you know, the idea was that they were going to come out with this vape that was going to help people to quit smoking. And it worked for a minute. Um, unfortunately, what they also did was they infused more nicotine into the vape juice or liquids. Um, but what they also did in order to create that vape or vapor, um, they also have heavy metals that are in those. So, you know, you've traded one poison for another poison. And, you know, and, and I remember I was doing pulmonary function testing at one of the hospitals at the time I would fill in. And, you know, one of the questions I ask is, do you smoke? No, I don't smoke anything. Well, I only smoke pot. Oh, well, I vape. Well, okay. Anything that you're bringing into your lungs, it's not naturally supposed to be there can cause problems and have issues. And, um, and so, you know, they did a whole marketing thing. You know, I think the company Jewel recently, you know, had some rent was in some hot water because they actually were marketing to young kids. Um, and so they were really looking to get these kids hooked. And they did because of the nicotine level. And nicotine is one of the most addictive substances, you know, up until meth came along, it was more addictive than heroin or, you know, a narcotic. And so, um, so it's it's become a big issue for our young people. And I think they should regulate, personally, I think they should regulate it like they do with cigarettes. There should not be allowed to advertise, market, or anything to, to this group because they're causing more problems. And we're getting people in the hospitals now that have lung issues, you know, popcorn lung, they call it, um, because of the vaping. And the popcorn lung is specifically related to vaping it's not related to mm -hmm. smoking cigarettes or anything else correct correct wow. yeah because of those chemicals those harsh chemicals that they're now superheating and bringing into their body bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i just i find it interesting uh we we actually had a resident who was apparently vaping in the on-call room because mm. we kept the uh smoke detectors kept going off and we're like, what is going on? And we found out that right. he's vaping in there. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, people don't realize that they're, um, that, you know, the, the consequences. And, you know, and this is where, you know, for anybody who's looking into any supplemental anything, you know, if they want to quit smoking, there's ways we can do that without 
bringing other chemicals into our body. And so, you know, I just ask people to do their due diligence, do your research on, you know, whatever it is that you're bringing, inhaling, eating, whatever, you know, it, it's really important because it can have really terrible manifestations if we're not careful. So with the vape, is that why they have like the different flavors that are, are yummy smelling? is yes. to direct it more at kids. Wow. Well, oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at some of the original um, names, it was cotton candy, it was unicorn, it was all these different, you know, goofy names, but it was geared towards the younger kids. Wow, absolutely. that's fascinating. So, fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely fascinating. And my goodness, our time is up. I see that. <laughs> oh, well, this I has can't been fun. It. it absolutely right. has. And uh, Patty has very graciously agreed to be on on the show, and we're and she you're going to learn uh, what two old fifty year old women chat about because <laughs> that's basically what you're going to get from us is you know we're going to be talking about whatever's going on in the world or whatever's on our mind at the sure. time, and we're just going to try to get together. We're get, we're hoping to get together about once a month to do this, and That'd be so fun. it's yeah super excited, and I'm really. I'm so excited to watch everything that you're doing and, and, and watching all the different uh, products and, and maybe I'll even try yoga someday. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, that's uh, one thing that I've been, been bugged about. And uh, so I'm, I'm trying to decide now um, if I'm going to, uh, I want to go to the park. I love going to the park. I take my walks every day and I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should do like a sunrise yoga or sunset yoga or something and just uh, invite my friends. And, and it's, you know, my, my focus isn't on, you know, how flexible you can be. The, the most flexible thing you need is up here. Um, otherwise there's modifications and ways to enjoy yoga without being uh, in a, a human pretzel. <laughs> so but I love it. Thank you so much, Patty, for joining me. And I look forward to our next chat. And Absolutely. until then, I will remind everyone that caring is cool. Caring is cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love and appreciate your support and feedback. Positive reviews are always welcome. Make sure you follow and like so that you'll be notified of each entertaining and informative episode. Till next time, this is Michelle Renee Wyman. And remember that caring is cool. So now it's your turn. Go show someone that you care today. <laughs>